It's February 7th, a normal winter morning in New York. There's a lovely waning gibbous moon descending in the morning sky. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. The biggest news story today, as it was yesterday, is the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. The death toll is up past 5,000, and the World Health Organization is saying that the rule of thumb is to expect it to go up eight or tenfold from there, although thousands of people have been pulled from the rubble alive, at least. Times has another front page story about the state of the war in Ukraine, once again making it sound as if things are not going well for Ukraine as Russia grinds forward. Joe Biden is preparing to deliver the State of the Union tonight. On the opinion page, Michelle Goldberg is arguing that he is too old and shouldn't run for president again. He was too old when he ran the first time, so I'm not sure where this leaves us. At least she does the relatively admirable pundit thing of acknowledging that she already wrote a column about how Biden was doing so badly and shouldn't run again. And now she's writing a column about how Biden is doing great and shouldn't run again. Speaking of declaring victory while surrendering, New York City has lifted its vaccination mandate for municipal workers because, the mayor says, the municipal workforce is well vaccinated. It's amazing to see John Roberts's logic about the Voting Rights Act extended across all other areas of policy, where because doing something worked, that proves that it's time to stop doing it. A couple of creeps from the Adam Waffen, allegedly, uh, were arrested and charged with a racist plot to demolish the power grid of Baltimore. The Times reports inside. As your morning podcast continues to follow the ongoing attacks or planned attacks on power infrastructure, all of which seems stupid. But at this point, the trend of either apocalyptic racists or weirdo criminals with guns deciding that they want to kill the power system has reached the point where it's got that sort of 90s Al-Qaeda energy where the plots seem feeble and ridiculous, but they're really so committed to doing them that it seems like maybe they're just going to keep on doing stuff until something horrible happens. In other persistent malefactor news, Dick Cheney's shooting victim, Harry Whittington, died at the age of 95. Maybe he would have lived even longer without all the shotgun pellets in him. But the Times obituary is a good reminder of the fact that he apologized to Dick Cheney for getting shot in the face by Dick Cheney. And that is what the early 2000s were like. And the balloon, 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 balloon coverage goes on and on. Got a full page about it inside the paper. Got a front page story about what it means for China. The whole while the balloon was spending the weekend drifting across the U.S. and people were working themselves into a state about what this all might represent about our vulnerability as a nation. We also had a few hundred rail cars on fire in East Palestine, Ohio, after derailment. Uh, they're still burning. Yesterday, they managed to drain off the vinyl chloride so that it's not going to explode. But if you're looking for national omens, somehow the inability to transport rail freight without a conflagration that forces a town to evacuate seems more serious and more generalizable than our little balloon popping adventure. But the Times hasn't written anything about it in the physical newspaper, only online. And in other news about our high-functioning transportation systems. CNN reports that a FedEx cargo plane, a Boeing 767, missed hitting a Southwest Airlines Boeing 737 on a runway at the Austin, Texas airport by about 100 feet. After air traffic controllers cleared the cargo plane to land and the passenger plane to take off from the same runway. It was the cargo plane pilot who noticed 
and pulled up and told the passenger plane to abort its takeoff. And that's why they only came within 100 feet of each other instead of coming into closer contact than that. 100 feet is not much when you're talking about aircraft. That's half the height of a Chinese spy balloon. So choose what you're going to worry about. Have a wonderful day, and we will talk again tomorrow.